Good morning. Welcome to the Anthem Daily Podcast. This is Bert Alcorn here. Today is Tuesday, March 31st. Today, I get to kick off something really, really exciting here. We've been unpacking this phrase on the Anthem Daily Podcast, this phrase that's been really key for us, especially in this season that we're in right now, of becoming resilient disciples who are faithful in the face of cultural coercion and who live a vibrant life in the Spirit. Now, all of last week was kind of spent unpacking this phrase, what it means to be resilient, what is a disciple, what it means to be faithful, what cultural coercion is, and and kind of opening the door to walking out and unpacking what it means to live a vibrant life in the Spirit. Now, today, what you are about to hear is our first in our interview series. So we reached out to a number of friends around the world, leading churches of different kinds and sizes, people of different life experiences, and I am delighted today that you guys get to hear from our dear friend, my dear friend, uh, a pastor out in Pasadena. He leads Mercy Town Church. Terry Fouché has been a friend of Anthem for a long time. And if you've been around Anthem, you have probably run into him at one point or another. And I've been asked, I've been asking these questions and I asked him this question, how can we, like, how can I, how can we live a vibrant life in the spirit in the time of coronavirus? And I'm so happy that he was our first interview because really what he did is open the door to, before we can live a vibrant life in the spirit, we have to hear from the spirit. And so I hope you enjoy the interview that's coming in just a moment um, where he kind of unpacks some really practical tools that anybody, no matter the life stage, scenario that you're in that we can put into practice immediately. So without further ado, here is my interview with Terry Fouché, pastor of Mercytown Church. All right, Anthem. Well, we've got our friend Terry Fouché on the line, giving us a little bit of his time. uh, And we are unpacking this question together as a church. How do we live a vibrant life in the spirit in the time of coronavirus? So uh, Anthem, you guys know Terry. He's been out several times to meet with our leaders, to preach, to spend time with us. And so he is a, a fun one to start off this kind of interview series with. And so Terry, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, it's absolutely wonderful being here. This is one of the privileges of ministry. And um, I'm sorry I can't be there in person, but at least you can look at the ugly mug and maybe even the ugly finger and away we go. <laughs> well, no one can be there in person, Terry. So that's why we're yeah. <laughs> doing this. Uh, well, hey, thank you so much again for being here. So we've we kind of asked a whole bunch of people um, from different parts of the world, from different parts of uh, kind of their life experience, from even different kinds of churches to share and and give us some insight. And so I'm kind of in the position of asking the questions and, and learning from people who I respect a ton, who've poured into me and, and Sherry and poured into our church. And so I would just love to kind of tee off with the question uh, that we're trying to answer and we're trying to understand as a church. Uh, Terry, how can we live a vibrant life in the spirit in the time of the coronavirus? Well, I think it's an amazing question. Um, and uh, I think I'm, I'm one of those people, I want to go back to basics. I think these times are always a time to go back to basics. We, I think it's time to throw out sometimes all the clever things we've been doing and just hmm. go back to some basics. So I think the challenge that I've been finding as I speak with people is that at, at a basic level, everyone would say they're believers. Everyone would say that they have faith. Hmm. Um, we believe that Jesus is God. We believe that God exists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
but at at this at, at a greater level does that translate into a daily trusting hmm. that jesus has got us do we daily trust jesus hmm. so um the, the man that interacts with jesus in the gospels and he he says to jesus i do believe help me overcome my unbelief i think if we ask anybody we say well, no we believe we believers but does that translate to daily trusting um, and I think the word, sometimes the word faith, which is obviously a really good word, but sometimes it kind of gets lost in the culture. It gets lost in everything we're doing. Whereas this, am I today trusting Jesus for my protection? Am I today trusting Jesus for my provision? Am I today trusting that Jesus knows what he's doing and it is ruling and controlling the world? Yeah. I think that's a totally different question from a, a, the, the basic, I have faith. If, if you could, so we have uh, people in our church, you know, some are staying home with kiddos and kind of landlocked there, can't leave, can't really do much. Some are, you know, doctors, nurses on the front line. Some are freelancers struggling with, you know, being out of work, just all across the spectrum. So if you could, like, can you parse out for us some of what it looks like to maybe on the front end, what you were talking about, just to kind of fall in that category of like abstract thinking, belief, whatever, versus like daily trust. Can you like unpack a little bit about what that actually looks like in, in like regular daily routines? Sure. I mean, I think at the baseline responsibility, we would say we are believers. We are people of faith in terms of that we've Jesus has found us and we've responded to his calling and we've uh, so-called received uh, life from the spirit from above. We've been... You know, we've been translated into God's family, into the kingdom of light. So that sort of basic gospel understanding, um, you know, we, we're ready for heaven if, if we, in the old language. Sure. But I think the daily bit is we're asking about how do we get led by the Spirit? How do we obey the Spirit? How do we respond? And that means we have to hear. We actually have to listen to the Spirit. And a life in the Spirit is a life that's cultivated. It just doesn't happen. Hmm. You know, the gospel opens the door to life in the spirit. It puts us into the courts of heaven where we can enter, but actually cultivating a listening ear takes time. Uh, the end of two Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, I think it is, it says the fellowship of the Holy spirit. So I think there's a place mm. where we have to cultivate this fellowship with the Holy spirit so that we remain in step with the spirit. We are led by the spirit. We hear his voice, etc., etc. The things Jesus spoke about in John, we said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send the Holy spirit. So a life in the spirit means we have to hear the spirit. If we hear the spirit, then we can obey. Hmm. We can't obey if we don't know what the spirit's saying to us. Yeah, yeah. And so there are general things that we obey that are in the text, which is absolutely beautiful. But each one of us finds ourselves in unique situations. You said there's a stay-at-home mom with little kids. There's the person who's a freelancer that's trying to make ends meet, losing their job. Frontline doctors, nurses, medical practitioners, etc. Each one of those has to hear the spirit for themselves in their specific context. Yeah. And the wonder of the Holy Spirit and the fact that he's omnipresent is that he can speak to each of those things. Hmm. So at the heart of that, how do you develop a listening ear to the Spirit? How do you cultivate that relationship? And I put it down to, well, it takes some time and you have to put some time aside and what we might call spiritual practices or devotional life or whatever to help us slow down. And, and I, I, the wonderful thing about what's happening now is everyone has to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not medical practitioners, but generally people are slowing down. Yeah. And, and we, now we can do the things we've been putting off for years. Hmm. Um, 
I think that's a, a, a really helpful thing. I w- I've always been reminded of the story. So when, when, when my, say my first daughter was born uh, and she cried, her cry sounded like any other baby's cry. But within a few weeks, her cry was uniquely different from hmm. any other babies, and I knew that voice. Wow. But on the flip side of that, my voice would have sounded like any other human voice to her. It would have actually just been a noise. Hmm. But as time develops, as that relationship develops, as she bonded with me and I, and, and I with her, yeah. my voice became a clear voice. My voice became a very distinct voice huh. amidst the crowd. Wow. So if we were in a shopping mall and something happened and I shouted, she would she would know my voice. Yeah, yeah. If she cried. I would know her cry because of the relationship that it had developed, uh, that the that intimacy, and I think what happens in in the milieu of our of our world where there's so much chaos and there's so much noise, whether that's from screaming kids, <laughs> or whether that's from uh, Netflix or just culture things, yeah, the the spirit is speaking. I don't think we've learned to distinguish his voice out of all the other voices. Hmm. I think that's this is an opportunity to learn that and then hear his voice and stay in step with him. Yeah. Um, and then then it's actually becomes easier to obey. And at the end of the day, all we can do is obey God. That's I mean, at the baseline, I mean, it's the essence of what it means to love Jesus, isn't it? Yeah. Those who love me, obey me. Yeah. The ones who obey me are the ones who, who love me. So it's kind of a... a, 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 a a chain that's all linked together. It starts one, but it, it unpacks a whole lot of other things as you go along. Yeah. So I think that would be my take on that. That's really good. And I even appreciate that as like a, a starting point for kind of this endeavor and trying to be really helpful and, and practical for our people. So maybe um, if I can put you on the spot, like it, it just in terms of understanding how to listen, like we can't obey until we listen, right? Yeah. What are some maybe practices or really practical things our people could implement, I mean, today to, to start growing in here? Maybe some people like, when you say hear the spirit, maybe some people go like, I have no idea what that's like. I have no, you know, is it just reading the Bible? And some people just want to grow. Maybe they sense it, they have shreds, but they want to increase. How could we actually walk in some really practical things today? Okay, I'd like to maybe take that down at one or two threads. So, for example, if we if we read the beginning of one Samuel, there's the the call of Samuel, and he's you know he's in the courts of the temple with Eli, and the Lord speaks to him. He doesn't know it's the Lord, hmm. so he runs to Eli. What did you say? And Eli suddenly realizes, oh, this is God, and he has this this quote or this. He says this to Samuel, which I think is profound. He said, "Next time you hear the voice say, speak, Lord." Hmm. Your servant is listening. Wow. And so I think that each day is is to wake up and say, Lord, here I am. Speak to me. So one of my practices that I've been doing, um, and I try to do it fairly, I've been doing it for about four years, is in the morning, wake up, is to have some solitude and silence. Hmm. Grab a coffee, sit on the porch, sit on my sofa, and Lord, here I am, love me. That's all I say. It's It's not a time where I'm praying it's not a time where I'm trying to prepare a sermon. It's a time of sitting in the presence of God and saying, here I am, love me. And what I've found over now a number of years, and I, I learned learned this from, from my hero, Dallas Willard. <laughs> so it's not, not new. Um, Jesus practiced these things. Mark 1.35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, went to a lonely place, prayed. <laughs> you need to prepare for the day. You also had to keep in step with the Spirit. <laughs> 
And uh, so I think it's that moment of just sitting in silence, say, God, here I am, speak to me, love me, talk to me, I'm listening. Hmm. And then writing what you think it is and testing it against. Now, it's going to take time. Now, God in his grace sometimes just speaks really clearly on a yeah. day. Yeah. But a relationship takes time. And he has a wonderful opportunity to begin this. As long as that when this Corona thing is over, we continue the practice. Yeah. So that's the one thing I do. The other thing that I do, again, learn learn from my hero, is that while I'm still in bed in the morning, actually this morning I did it at about 2.45, I was awake lying in bed, is that I process the Lord's Prayer hmm. and I process Psalm 23 every day before I get out of bed. If I'm lying in bed for longer, then I might do it two or three times. I maybe recite it, but then go think it through. Um, what does this mean? So for me, Psalm 23 has become a very, very helpful tool for me in terms of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I mean, just think of that line in the light of where we find ourselves today. Yeah. You know, even though I walk through the, the valley of death or the shadow of darkness, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Now, you can just quote that. But if you actually process it day in, day out, eventually it becomes reality. Hmm. And now when I find myself in a hard time, immediately the thought comes, no, no, God is with me. That's good. And because John 10 speaks about uh, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. Jesus was raised. He was a good Jewish boy. Mm-hmm. He would have known Psalm 23 really well. Yeah. It was the most, they prayed the most. So he, he tied then, tied himself into Psalm 23. So when I pray it now, it's, no, Jesus, you are my shepherd. Hmm. I shall not want. Now, actually, the Lord is my shepherd. The word Lord there is Yahweh, yeah. you know, which is the, the personal name of God. Yeah. It's the God who's not this distant God sitting on a planet. Mm-hmm. It's the God who actually wants to be known. Yeah. It's like saying, you know, Terry Burt. Yeah. When, we, when it says the Lord, I think it robs us of its powers. Yahweh was God's name. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he would be. I am. Yeah. So Yahweh and I, if you, Exodus 3. And so just practicing those things. So if you take that into today's world, what is the one thing that we are being asked by everybody to do on a regular basis is wash our hands Yeah. for 20 seconds. It takes about 20 seconds to say the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> That's good. It takes yeah. about 20 seconds to re- recite Psalm 23. Hmm. So to actually practice those things, you have to memorize. So if we wash in our hands three or four times a day, we could be, learning these texts, so memorizing good. them yeah. and, and let them saturate us. And then saying, God, here I am. Allow that to become truth to me. Yeah. Um, so that's, those are some, besides anything else of Bible sure. study or specific prayer, those are things I do every single day. That's so good. So just to like recap what you've taken us through, it's early in the morning in bed has been your practice, but also while we're doing, you know, washing our hands for the 20 yeah. seconds is to well, do... a great thing to do with, with kids, you know? Yeah, totally. In the Lord's prayer as you're washing hands or Psalm 23 or yes. anything, you know? Yes. So yeah, to be then, yeah, reciting the Lord's prayer, reciting Psalm 23. And the purpose of that is to, to fix our eyes on Jesus, to let what he says about us be the first thing we process in yeah. our day yeah. and the thing we come back to frequently. Uh, and then second, what you were saying is kind of out on the porch, on the sofa, like starting from a place of openness, like yieldedness to God, uh, available yeah. to whatever he's got for you that particular day. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So it's not it's not my Bible reading. It's just here I am, Lord, love me. Here yeah. I am, Lord, speak to me. A third component, which I forgot to mention, is it actually goes through the day is that I, you know, I, I have an Apple Watch, which I'm not wearing at the moment because of this, but 
I have it set on a timer that goes off six times a day. Hmm. And when it goes off, I actually have a prayer again, learned from my hero. I, I've got the saying, it's good enough for Dallas. It's good enough for me. <laughs> um, but I, I, I changed a little bit, but it was around, okay. Um, Jesus teach me to live my life today, the way that you would live it. If you were me, hmm. which is di very different from what would Jesus do that yeah. type of thing, but teach me Jesus to live my life the way you would live it. If you were me. And then I, I pray for some others and then I've added some things in as time. It takes a minute about, but I, Brendan Manning has the prayer that says, Abba, hmm. I believe to you. I believe in you, you hmm. know, or I, I belong to you. Hmm. So I, I pray that. So I have yeah. a few of those little things and I do that six times. I can do that in the middle of a meeting. I can do that wherever. Um, it's just a point in time. So I remember God is in control. I'm with him. So those are my, those are just things I do. I can do them on a plane. I can do it in the bath. I can do it while I'm driving. I can do it in a meeting. I can do anything. So I, I kind of do those every day. That's good. Yeah. They're so transferable to whatever life looks like, but also things yeah. that feel so essential to root us in our identity and to even make space to hear from the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Cause I think most people don't, most people in their general lives, maybe now things might be a little different, but in their general lives, most people don't have the opportunity to spend an hour in Bible study. Hmm. I can, I'm get, kind of get paid to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, we, we, that's kind of what we do, we yeah. should be leading people. But I think everybody's meant to have this dynamic relationship with God. Hmm. And the, these, these few things that I've laid out, I think anybody can do them. So good. Going back to the solitude and silence part, you know, I started trying to do five minutes a morning and I really struggled because hmm. I'm a relational yeah. person. I don't like solitude and silence. <laughs> it was a real struggle. I can do about half an hour now. Wow. A building over time where I'm happy just to be silent. Yeah. And, um, it's and if I find my mind wandering, I just bring it back through. Okay, Lord, here I am again. That, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is practice, and he has a, this is an amazing opportunity to start uh, that will take us for the rest of our lives. Yeah, so good, so good, Terry. Thank you so much for sharing with us, for encouraging our church, giving us like yep. really practical steps to walk into today. You know, uh, this this podcast hits in the morning, so hopefully people can listen to it and give this a shot. You know, yeah. first thing in the morning. Um, so, so appreciate it. any final closing thoughts before uh, we yeah, wrap I'd, up. I'd love to, I'd love to get feedback from people as they begin to practice. Maybe you could send an email and say, this is people have begun to do this and this is what's happening. Yeah. I think I just want to encourage you. Don't be discouraged when it gets hard, especially the solitude and silence or you forget. Doesn't matter. Just start, keep going. That's really um, good. Don't be discouraged by these things. Um, uh, God's on your side. He wants you to be successful in this. So, so good. um, yeah, so bless you all. It's, it's an absolute privilege to speak. I hope God does amazing things with you. Yeah, we hope to see you again soon in person, Terry. It'll be absolutely wonderful. Love you, bro. Take care. And you. Thanks, I. Bye. All right, friends. Well, that's it for today. Uh, thanks for listening to the Anthem Daily Podcast. I hope this is useful and encouragement to you and your deepening life with God uh, as you practice the way of Jesus in this particular, very unique moment in time that we're all living in. We'll see you tomorrow.